News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Welcome to episode 129 of the Luke Messias Show. I am coming to you from the Colorado Rocky Mountains here in Estes Park. My wife and two kids and I flew up here last Thursday. We'll be here till Thursday. But I wanted to come to you with something midweek. I actually thought about recording something, um, just something that would work regardless. But I knew that there were a handful of things that were likely going to occur while I was gone. So I just wanted to take a couple minutes to talk to you about the most important ones. So if you listened to last week's episode, well, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you should go back and listen to it um, before and then come back to this. But here you go. I want to give you an update on what CPS said about the James Younger letter that Greg Abbott sent. Greg Abbott sent a letter asking them if just the mutilation surgery that is happening to 14, 15, and 16-year-olds in Texas with the purpose of letting them present themselves as a sex other than their biological sex. He asked if that was considered child abuse. Now, here's what I want you to realize. Of the thousand kids being transitioned in Texas right now, only a handful are at risk of actually having transitionary surgery this year. Most of them are getting brainwashed. Most of them have uh, puberty blockers that might be getting put on them at 10, 11, 12 years old, so they never hit puberty. For a young man, that is genital mutilation because he will never mature once he's on that drug. But Greg Abbott didn't include those things in his letter to his appointed CPS guy. He said, hey, is this thing child abuse? By the way, this surgery that Greg Abbott wants to know if it's child abuse or not has been happening for the last two years in Texas while he's been governor. It's been happening while this guy has been the head of CPS. This is a charade. It's a theater being put on for you because he is in a Republican primary and he has legitimate challengers, Chad Prather and Don Huffines and Alan West. And so he's having to react and act like he cares about things. But even when he acts like it, the most important thing to recognize is that he's literally, st- okay, a thousand kids, let's just rough estimate, a thousand kids are being transitioned. All of them are being abused by their parents. They're being abused by doctors and psychologists, professionals. Greg Abbott comes along and in order to try to appease you, he uh, says, hey, those four or five that are going to get surgery, are they getting abused? And then his little appointed head goes, yeah, they're getting abused so he can get the headlines all across the nation. And when you say it that way, it really should upset you. It should disturb you because we deserve more and those children deserve more, which is why we need to keep fighting for them because Governor Abbott definitely will not. Brian Slayton, state representative from uh, East Texas, sent a letter to CPS saying, hey, what about the puberty blockers? What about all the psychologists that are brainwashing these kids? We talked to you last week about the fact that the psychologist that is brainwashing James Younger just happens to be someone who is appointed to be the uh, on the board of the psychological examiners, Texas psychological examiners. I mean, this is somebody appointed by Governor Abbott to take care and set standards for other psychologists. She's transitioning children. Since we came to you, by the way, about that, um, she has stepped down from that case. So thank you to all the Texans who just continued to scream from the mountaintops how disgusting this was. You can see that they're trying to cover their tracks, but the reality is they're still not actually doing anything to actually solve the problem. 
And that's why we have to continue to talk about it. The second thing I want to come to you about before I go is the Supreme Court. They recently handed down a ruling that said that local Democrat counties and cities could not institute their own mask mandates, disobeying the executive orders of Governor Abbott. This is a good ruling. I want to talk to you about two aspects of it. One is what the locality's reactions have been and how we should actually model their actions more. And then second, I want to talk to you about the Supreme Court and the concern that I have with our Texas Supreme Court. So when it comes to what the localities have done in Harris County and Dallas County, you actually see people completely disobeying the order. And with school districts, they're uh, basically arguing that the ruling was only to counties and cities, so it doesn't apply to us. This is what many of us have been arguing should be the uh, pro-life perspective when it comes to the issue of abortion. Well, you can rule that this woman at this time cannot have this abortion, but that's not ruling about these other abortions. So we're going to keep making them illegal. And then you can rule on that little one and that little one, but not allowing one action by a court to basically cause us to do a full-fledged surrender across the board on an issue. Since Greg Abbott's been governor, we've murdered over 500,000 children in Texas. And some of us find that a little bit unacceptable. So when it comes to the disobedience that the Democrats are displaying right now, you literally have Dallas ISD, schools, Travis ISD, who are saying, hey, you still have to bring your children to school masks, period. We don't care about the court's decision, or it was too narrowly tailored. So they're doing everything they can to get around it. And I wish we could see conservatives across the nation, but especially here in Texas, do the same thing. When the federal government told Governor Abbott that he had to transport illegals all across the state, he just bowed down and said, well, eventually we think the court will rule in our favor. Well, why wait around? Why not just say we're going to get around it some other way? Which is what many of his opponents have been saying. So I do think that that kind of discussion is something we'll continue to see happen over the next year as Texas considers how it handles its relationship with the federal government. But last, I just want to come and tell you there, there are some things that should concern Texans about the Texas Supreme Court. The reality is that a year ago, year and a half ago, we had an unprecedented shutdown and mandate session by our governor who decided that his emergency powers basically gave him unlimited authority to shut down businesses all across the state, to mandate masks be worn by Texans all over the state. And at the time, many Texans tried to go to the courts to try to have their rights restored, and, uh, and the courts ignored them. And the courts ignored them because the Supreme Court is largely appointed by Governor Abbott. And you have to understand this. If you meet a Supreme Court justice, odds are they really are likely to be more or less a puppet of the office of the governor. And that's just what I think we have seen. It's kind of undeniable at this point. When the governor was acting outside of his authority, the Supreme Court did not put him in check. We did not see a balanced system in Texas. We saw a Supreme Court that did everything they could to avoid ruling on whether Abbott was acting within his proper authority. And they did so because that's their job, because they're more loyal to the executive branch than the individual Texans that they serve. And now that the governor wants to not have mask mandates on local uh, governments, not allow local governments to have those mask mandates, they're going to come around and, uh, and rule in Abbott's favor. Now, this ruling is something we should appreciate, but the reality is we need to recognize that that ruling is only being done because Governor Abbott wants it done. And that's the sorry state of affairs within the Texas GOP. And 
more importantly, within the Texas Supreme Court and the office of the governor. These are the type of issues that we have to continue to understand so that we can know how best to navigate and how best to set Texas back on its proper course. I could talk more, but I really don't want to because my children and I are going to go into the Rocky Mountain National Park, drive around a lake, eat some food, go down some big slide and do some other stuff that families do. God bless you. Have a blessed week. Look forward to coming to you uh, in studio next week. Thank you for listening to the Luke Messias Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you and God bless Texas. Texas.